A very good Monday. Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature agricultural news reports, I'll bring you national and regional agricultural news headlines. And I'll start with regional ag news right after this. Do you know the nutrient use efficiency people? Yes, I'm talking about the folks at Verdesian Life Sciences that deliver crop insights and solutions so California crops grow to their full potential. From micros with a proprietary delivery system to solutions that help improve the uptake and assimilation of applied nutrients. Visit VLSCI.com to learn more about Verdesian solutions or to connect with a local representative right here in California. The ongoing drive of farmers and ranchers to remain resilient in the face of climate change took center stage over the last several days in Egypt, where the California Department of Food and Agriculture Secretary Karen Ross traveled to participate in the Conference of Parties 27, otherwise known as COP27. Secretary Ross highlighted California's leadership on climate goals, as well as cutting-edge implementation. The Secretary spoke of multi-level action, meaning an effort to weave climate ambition and the actions of local and regional governments into policy developments to accelerate vertically integrated implementation and investment plans, and she emphasized the importance of implementing the Glasgow Climate Pact to keep global warming within 1.5 degrees Celsius of pre-industrial levels. Secretary Ross described California's ambitious methane reduction target, its methane-reducing investments in the dairy sector, and how the dairy industry has risen to the occasion in partnership with the state. Through CDFA's Dairy Digester Research and Development Program, California dairies have installed 131 digester projects that capture 2.3 million metric tons of CO2 equivalent every year, or more than 23 million metric tons of CO2 equivalent over the project's 10-year life of practice. On Agriculture Day at COP27, Secretary Ross moderated a panel entitled Farmers at the Center at the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization's Pavilion. The panel showed showcase the diverse experience of farmers around the world and their efforts to fight climate change through climate-smart agricultural practices. Food production is so intertwined with climate, according to Secretary Ross. She says farmers are key to alleviating global hunger in a world with a growing population, and climate-smart agricultural practices can help them continue to do so in a hotter, drier future. The conversation highlighted the need to provide multiple approaches and practices to provide near-term and scalable solutions to the many challenges the world faces today and showed that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to farming in a changing climate. Panelists explained that with proper market signals and supportive policies, farmers can offer the keys to carbon sequestration, food security, and a healthy environment. USA Secretary Tom Vilsack was also at the conference and highlighted the United States' investment of $8 billion in climate-smart agriculture through the Partnerships for Climate Smart Commodity Program and the Inflation Reduction Act, as well as the launch of the Agricultural Innovation Mission for Climate Initiative, which is a partnership between the USA and the United Arab Emirates, seeking to address global climate change and increase investment in climate-smart agriculture and food systems innovations over a five-year period. Additionally, Secretary Ross met with the Deputy Premier of the Minister for Climate, Environment and Water for South Australia, Susan Close. The Secretary and the Minister discussed similar climate-related challenges facing California and Southern Australia, including extreme heat, renewable energy production, and protecting biodiversity. 
The U.S. Department of Agriculture has imposed sanctions on three produce businesses for failing to meet contractual obligations to the sellers of produce they purchased and failing to pay reparation awards issued under the Perishable Agricultural Commodities Act. These sanctions include suspending the businesses' PACA licenses and barring the principal operators of the businesses from engaging in PACA licensed businesses or other activities without approval from USDA. Of the businesses and individuals that are currently restricted from operating in the produce industry is JNA Fresh Produce operating out of Stockton, California for failing to pay a $39,842 award in favor of a Texas seller. As the issuance date of the reparation order, Jesus Cabanales was listed as the sole member of the business. PECA provides an administrative form to handle disputes involving produce transactions. This may result in USA's issuance of a reparation order that requires damages to be paid by those not meeting their contractual obligations in buying and selling fresh and frozen fruits and vegetables. California Giant Berry Farms has announced a distribution of $43,500 to 10 nonprofit organizations throughout the Central Coast via its philanthropic initiative, the California Giant Foundation. The funds are a culmination of the foundation's fundraising efforts throughout the year, including its Skirt State Barbecue, a celebrated community tradition, and office-wide initiative spearheaded by an enthusiastic volunteer committee of employees. For them, giving back is always in season and has been the backbone of the company since its inception, according to Joe Barcy, president. He says they are invested in where they grow and strive to be there for their neighbors with real reasons to smile. Distributing these checks to such worthy organizations is a good example of that. A total of $43,500 has been distributed among local nonprofit organizations just in time for the holiday season, including Casa of Monterey County, Casa of San Benito County, Casa of Santa Cruz County, Jacobs Heart Children's Cancer Support Services, Kinship Center, Monarch Services, Partnership for Children, and many more. In addition to the foundation spreading smiles, your in donations, the California Giant Foundation continues to give back in very big ways with Santa's workshop just around a corner, which allows employees to sponsor families in need for the holiday season with additional funds raised through the foundation. Fresh Del Monte, producers, distributors, and marketers of fresh-cut fruits and vegetables, has ordered 2,200 Dakin Destia units, of which 10 are fitted with Dakin, California's controlled atmosphere technology. This is a first order from Fresh Del Monte, whose product range includes prepared fruits and vegetables, juices, beverages, snacks, and desserts that are sold in more than 90 countries around the world. 1,700 of the units acquired by Fresh Del Monte's South American Regional Office will be used on a busy trade between Central America and the USA, where the primary cargoes are bananas and pineapples, two of the world's most popular fruits. The banana is the most traded fruit in the world, with the pineapple a close second. A further 500 of the units will be used during the 2022 Chilean fruit season on the Chilean-USA trade, carrying the primary cargo of grapes with apples, peaches, plums, and blueberries. Dakin's Zestia Container Refrigeration Unit is part of Dakin's XLE series launched in 2000. The XLE series is renowned for its high reliability and performance, and the Zestia unit provides a host of outstanding features and benefits. Zestia units are fitted with Dakin's unique DC inverter technology, which delivers energy efficiency and significantly reduces operating costs. The inverter system changes the power supply frequency and provides precise temperature control with lower power consumption. The inverter technology reduces CO2 emissions and contributes to the prevention of global 
warming while providing precise cooling performance and stable temperatures for chilled and frozen cargoes, maintaining vital cargo freshness and high quality during transportation. Bee Hero is the leading almond pollination provider. We deliver measurable and verifiable pollination outcomes for almond growers and turn a previously unquantified fingers crossed gamble into a controllable expenditure. For the first time, growers can know exactly what they are getting for their money during pollination. Bee Hero accurately evaluates your bee's pollination contribution in real time and gives you unprecedented visibility into the progress of bloom. Don't leave pollination to chance. Be sure, be precise, be hero. Call Charlie Phillips, VP of Sales at 559-467-9699. Be hero, superior bees, superior pollination. Blue Diamond Growers released its inaugural sustainability report at its recent annual meeting in Modesto. Dr. Dan Sonke, Blue Diamond Sustainability Director, said increasingly large buyers look at a supplier's sustainability report before doing business with them. And this is the Sacramento-based Almond Cooperative's opportunity to back up its sustainability efforts with hard numbers. I've been involved in corporate sustainability programs for over 10 years. And as an example, when I, when I was invited to interview with the Blue Diamond Company as a potential employee, the first thing I do as a sustainability professional is go look for their sustainability report. Uh, we're increasingly seeing that customers, uh, especially big corporate customers who have their own sustainability goals, will involve their sustainability officers in purchasing decisions. And they're going to do the same thing. They're going to go to a website and look for your sustainability report to see what your goals are, what are your priorities, and what are you doing on those priorities. And so at Blue Diamond, this report is our opportunity to state what those priorities are, what we're doing about it, and share that information with the world and particularly with our customers and their, their sustainability officers. We focus on our sustainable agriculture program and then flesh that out in categories around biodiversity and pollinators, water issues, climate change and energy. And then we round it out with information about our, our people, our employees and our growers and how we benefit them. And then our community activities as good neighbors. Blue Diamond for several years had encouraged its members to follow the Almond Board of California's sustainability recommendations. But two years ago, Sankey said, the co-op began paying premiums to grower members who voluntarily implemented some of those Almond Board practices. And the Orchard Sustainability Incentive Program, as it's known, has been a game changer. He said this season, about 40% of Blue Diamond's members participated at some level in the Almond Board Sustainability Program. About 11% of the co-op's members were bee-friendly certified, which netted them the top payment. The co-op has about 3,000 grower members. So two years ago, our board of directors, after years of asking growers to, uh, out of goodwill, participate in the Almond Board's California Almond Stewardship Platform, so after multiple years of the board asking growers to do this voluntarily, with limited success, realized that what we really need is that that carrot. Put our money where our mouth is. If we really think this is important, then let's actually pay growers more per pound of almonds if they do it. So they structured a program where growers can do increasing levels of participation in that program. Uh, some additional activities like be doing a carbon footprint on your orchard and getting bee-friendly farming certified. And the, the more of these activities you do, 
the more you get paid per pound of almonds. This has been a game changer and it is really world class. Increasingly, customers are looking for this investment with your farmers on sustainability. Last year, we put $1.74 million into our growers' pockets through the sustainability program. We went from single digit participation in the number of acres at Blue Diamond, participating in the California Almond Stewardship Platform, to first year of the program, 30%. That was a thousand percent growth in one year. Uh, to this year, 40% of all Blue Diamond acres participating. Sankey, who has been involved with sustainability programs elsewhere before joining Blue Diamond, said the response has been encouraging. In addition, the co-op sustainability efforts in recent report have created new business opportunities with potential customers. Well, first of all, we often have conversations where we're brought in to share the sustainability story with our customers. It's been very encouraging. I'm smiling because some of these folks I've known through my career as a sustainability officer myself, and it's, it's fun to just see their eyes light up when they realize we are investing in our farmers and this world-class amount of money that went into that investment and the results. We have now 40% of all of our acres participating. That's more acres in a sustainability program than any other almond company in the world, which demonstrates our leadership. So it really sets a whole new tone for the conversation with our customers. Uh, second of all, it, it, it has resulted in opportunities with our customers. We now have millions and millions of pounds of almonds that result from these farms, as particularly the Bee Friendly Farming Certification, which has opened up conversations with customers about providing them a premium product from these farms with sustainability claims associated with them. So we're seeing a lot of interest in that. Blue Diamond's efforts haven't gone unnoticed. The USDA awarded the co-op, along with two partner organizations, a five-year $45 million grant in September to expand climate-smart agricultural practices. Specifically, Sankey said, the project will focus on four components. The grant was only one of 70 the USDA chose from among about 1,000 applicants. We're very excited. The The USDA announced on September 14th that we were one of uh, the awardees of the Climate Smart Commodities Program, which is a brand new program from the USDA funding activities on farms related to carbon reductions, uh, climate benefits. We are are going to be awarded over five years up to $45 million. That's a very significant amount of money, as you can imagine. The proposal we put in said we will fund with our growers four activities— Whole orchard recycling, which takes the orchard at the end of its life, takes the carbon in the wood of the trees, chips it up into wood chips, and puts it into the soil to keep that carbon out of the atmosphere for decades longer. Cover crops, which um, provide benefits for pollinators, but also do sequester carbon and build soil quality on their own. Conservation planting, which is similar to a cover crop, except it's outside the orchard with permanent uh, and uh, perennial crops. And then hedgerows, which are rows of trees and shrubs, which provide pollinator benefits, but as trees and shrubs are themselves also sequestering carbon. So the dollars will be spent with our growers to implement these activities and then also to create market mechanisms to encourage growers to continue these activities even after the five years of the grant is finished by working with our customers to provide uh, financial benefits through these activities. We have long-standing partnerships with uh, a couple of organizations that specialize in pollinator 
planting activities. So Project APIS-M historically has worked with us on Seeds for Bees, and this will expand Seeds for Bees dramatically with our membership, planting cover crops. And then Pollinator Partnership it works with us in the Bee-Friendly Farming Certification Program and has expertise in hedgerows. So the two organizations will provide the planting materials to our growers through the grant dollars, and then uh, the, gr the growers don't have to front those costs themselves. As part of its commitment to sustainability, Sankey said Blue Diamond plans to release updated reports each year from here on out. This is Vicki Boyd reporting for My Ag Life. There's giant potential sleeping in your soil. Under drought conditions, it's never been more important to wake it up. Phycoterra, a superior soil microbial food, activates the native microbes responsible for your soil's health and water holding capacity. Adding Phycoterra to your crop increases water retention up to 10%, optimizes crop nutrient availability. Plus, it delivers excellent mixability and application flexibility, making it easy to add to your existing crop input strategy. Visit phycoterra.com to learn how you can wake up your soil's giant potential with phycoterra. New survey finds that more than a quarter of shoppers are buying more frozen fruits and vegetables than three years ago and identify many benefits with these foods. Frozen fruits and vegetables help make it easier for a variety of households and demographic groups to easily increase their produce consumption and reduce food waste. Overall, penetration of the U.S. is high, with 94% of American households buying frozen fruits and vegetables. The American Frozen Food Institute commissioned 210 analytics to survey a diverse range of households modeled to the U.S. Census to better understand shopper perceptions, shopping habits, and applications of frozen fruits and vegetables. The report called Frozen Fruits and Vegetables, Perceptions, Uses, and Expectations Among U.S. Consumers and SNAP-eligible Households revealed that the widespread purchase and use helped to increase produce consumption. Among the more than 1,500 consumers surveyed, the majority agreed that having frozen fruits and vegetables makes it easier to eat more produce. 83% reported that frozen fruits and vegetables helped them to reduce food waste and save money due to the key attributes of frozen, such as longer shelf life and ability to only prepare what you need. Additionally, 76% of respondents agreed that frozen fruits and vegetables help them to eat produce that they otherwise may not know how to prepare. The sales of frozen fruits and vegetables in the U.S. reached $7.1 billion over the 52-week period ending June 26th of 2022, and product volume was 271 million pounds above pre pandemic levels at 3.9 billion pounds. The top products within the segment were plain vegetables, potatoes and onions, and fruit, with sales of $2.9 billion, $2.3 billion, and $1.5 billion, respectively. Shoppers integrate frozen produce in many different ways during mealtime. The most popular uses of frozen fruits and vegetables were as sides to a main entree and as ingredients in beverages and smoothies and additions to pasta and rice dishes. Nearly all shoppers also reported that they bought both fresh and frozen produce and relied on frozen fruits and vegetables to help hold them over between shopping trips when low on fresh produce. Thanksgiving is an important holiday for spending time with family and friends. American Farm Bureau Federation's 37th Annual Thanksgiving Dinner Survey provides a look at the cost of this year's classic feast for 10. This year's price tag is $64.05, up more than $10 from last year's average of $53.31. It still works out to be under $6.50 a person. The centerpiece is turkey, which costs more than last year at $28.96 for a 16-pound bird. It's 21% higher than last year. Other ingredients 
ingredients in a meal include stuffing mix, dinner rolls, milk, sweet potatoes, a veggie tray, pie crusts, and several others. The only traditional ingredient that's cheaper than last year is a bag of fresh cranberries at two fifty-seven. That is fourteen percent cheaper than last year. AFBF chief economist Roger Kryan says factors driving the prices higher include general inflation, supply chain challenges, and the war in Ukraine. USA's Rural Development Undersecretary faced numerous complaints by ag state senators about complicated grant applications, office staffing, and broadband grant duplication at a farm bill hearing. Zhu Chiel tore a small defended her agency's handling of its many functions, calling most criticisms a result of having to balance costs and fairness. But she did agree to work with senators to make rural development grant applications simpler without favoring towns that can't afford grant writers. The next thing that we need to do, and I think the farm bill is a great opportunity to do that, is to go through what are the statutory requirements that actually make an application harder. In doing that, we might also identify sometimes it's our fault. It's, it's regulations that are making it harder. And, and maybe looking at thresholds, right? If it's under a certain amount, recognizing that we have to balance risk as a lender, maybe if it's under a certain cost, we can make certain applications easier. As for broadband grant duplication? Coordination is crucial to identify the timing of applications, to figure out uh, where, where overlap may be appropriate to fund two very different projects, or where we need to make Uh, strong decisions to keep that from happening. And on a perceived shortage of office staff. For our state and area offices, they're eligible to telework, but they aren't eligible to work remotely because it is a demand of the job to be able to be out and be accessible. Maybe we can reach the community better by being out in community more as opposed to being behind a desk. Another concern is rural hospitals closing. Tor Small said community facility grants depend on Congress's definition of rural based on population limits, with exceptions if an area is rural in character. The National Milk Producers Federation wants the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to speed up the approval of climate-smart feed additives. The group wants the FDA to modernize its regulations, allowing for faster approval of animal feed additives that reduce greenhouse gas emissions. The milk producers submitted comments to the agency highlighting the need for urgent action to enhance dairy's role as a climate solution. Innovative and voluntary solutions are needed to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, including methane, according to Dr. Jamie Jonker, National Milk Chief Officer. Feed composition changes can directly or indirectly reduce enteric emissions resulting from livestock. While animal feed additives help on the path to net zero emissions, the pace of their approval lags behind competitors like the European Union due to current FDA processes. One of the greatest opportunities that exists for dairy farmers is their ability to provide real solutions to many challenges like GHD emissions, according to Jonker. There's giant potential sleeping in your soil. Under drought conditions, it's never been more important to wake it up. Phycoterra, a superior soil microbial food, activates the native microbes responsible for your soil's health and water holding capacity. Adding Phycoterra to your crop increases water retention up to 10% and optimizes crop nutrient availability. Plus, it delivers excellent mixability and application flexibility, making it easy to add to your existing crop input strategy. Visit phycoterra.com. Learn how you can wake up your soil's giant potential with Phycoterra. Sponsored by the California Walnut Boarding Commission. Supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together. Come celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Almond Conference. 
This year's agenda will be packed with content focused on helping growers improve ROI, including but not limited to water supply, pollination, irrigation, fertigation, rootstocks, and pest management. Make plans now to join your fellow Almond industry members at the Almond Conference on December 6th through the 8th at the Safe Credit Union Convention Center in downtown Sacramento. Register now at almonds.com conference. JCS Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, educate, and influence growers in the Western United States. Everywhere you go, you see West Coast Nut Magazine on the, every one of my customers' tables. So that tells you everything. That's, that, it's there, so they're reading it. Our My Ag Life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go. Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing Team, thank you for listening. Thank you.